Hello everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. And I am so glad to be with you today. You know, there are a lot of people asking questions today. Do miracles still happen? Is God still in the miracle healing business? Does He do today what He used to do? There's a tremendous story in John chapter 2. Tells the story of Jesus and His mother, Mary, going to a wedding up in a little village called Canaan, a place where Lindsay and I have been several times over the years. And when they got there, they ran out of wine, which was a very bad sign to begin a marriage. And Mary, his mother, came to him and said, Son, they've run out of wine. And Jesus said, My time has not yet come. And she smiled. I'm sure she must have smiled with a wry smile and, and said to them, Whatever he tells you to do, you do. And he looked over at her and then looked at, the, at the, the stewards there and said, Take those water pots and fill them with water and then pour them out. And when they did, the water had been turned into wine. And they sent it over to the governor of the feast or the master of ceremonies, we might say. And he took a drink of it and, and marveled. He, he got the attention of the bridegroom and said, It's amazing. Most of the festivities and weddings and parties and things that I've hosted over, over the years, they give the best wine first and they serve the, the cheap stuff for later when people have well drunk. But you have saved the best for last. And the Bible says in John 2, This beginning of miracles Jesus did in Canaan. This beginning of miracles He did. In other words, it was a beginning of miracles and not an ending. God has not gone out of the healing business. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the book of Malachi, the last chapter in the Old Testament, says that He's God and He doesn't change. What He did, He is still doing. Praise God for that. Now, I was watching online the other day, and I heard a man say that there were three specific times in history when miracles took place. He said the first time was in the days of Moses and Joshua, which lasted in their lifetime on earth about a hundred years. And then miracles ceased. And then when Elijah and Elisha came along, the two prophets, that was about a hundred year period, and miracles happened again. And then they died out. And then when Jesus came for His earthly ministry and the life of His disciples, that was about another hundred year period. And there were miracles then, but miracles ceased after that, and there are no more miracles. Well, you know, I have a little problem with that kind of theology. And let me tell you the kind of problem that I have. I have it because so many people are testifying of miracles coming through this ministry. Like, for example, Mary Lou up in Caldwell, Idaho, who called for prayer, asked me to pray for her because she'd lost 100% of her hearing. The humming, the noises, the ear pressure, she said, was about to, to drive me insane. And you and your prayer partners prayed for me, and every day my hearing is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Tell Mary, uh, Mary Lou that miracles don't happen. Uh, Philemon over in Johannesburg in South Africa contacted me because of high blood pressure and has been, uh, had been admitted to the hospital. And when we prayed, he has had another medical assessment, and now they say his blood pressure is totally normal. Tell Philemon that miracles don't happen. Um, Umesh over in Haitigisha, uh, I hope I'm saying that right, in West Bengal in India, 
call for prayer because of his wife. She was having heavy chest pains and, and fever and virus. And now since I and our prayer partners prayed, it's completely gone. Tell Umesh that miracles don't really happen. Constance up in Mississauga, Ontario, that's in the Toronto area. In fact, it's not far from the airport there. Uh, Constance was having boils all over her body. But when the prayer partners and I prayed for her, the boils disappeared. Tell Constance that miracles don't still happen. Deborah up in Wilmington, Delaware, called for prayer because of neck pain, listen to this, for 48 years. Imagine neck pain for 48 years. Misery. She said torment. But she said, Richard, after you prayed, I'm completely healed. After 48 years, the pain is gone. Tell Deborah that miracles don't happen today. Uh, Sushanta, who is over in India also, uh, called for prayer because of her mother who had been diagnosed with tuberculosis. Now here in the United States, you hardly ever hear of anything like that. But in other countries, they still find tuberculosis from time to time. Well, uh, the mother had the tuberculosis and they call for prayer and we went to prayer immediately. Now the doctor's report says it's negative. There is no more tuberculosis. Tell Shishanta that there are no miracles today. Francis in Union City, Georgia called because her daughter had been diagnosed with cancer in her right leg. And we went to prayer for her daughter immediately. Now they've done another test and they can't find a trace of cancer in her leg. Just tell me that miracles don't happen. And then finally, here's Wilma who's in Windhoek, Namibia. Now that's formerly Southwest Africa. She called for prayer because the four-day-old baby was on a ventilator and could not breathe on his own. We went to prayer immediately. Now he is completely off the ventilator. He's released from the hospital. His name is Hayden, and he is healed by the power of God. I've got good news for you. Miracles did not die out. When Moses and Joshua, when Elijah and Elisha, and when the earthly ministry of Jesus and his disciples passed off the scene. Miracles are still happening because the Bible says in John chapter 2, this beginning of miracles Jesus did in Cana. In other words, he intended for it to continue. And we are seeing miracles every day. So many healings. Uh, over the past few weeks, we've had so many cancer healing testimonies. It is absolutely amazing. So if you are in need of healing today, now that could be healing in your body or healing in your finances or healing in your, in your emotions or healing on your job or your business or in your ministry or in your marriage or in any area of your life. If you are in need of healing, let me give you seven breakthrough principles for your healing. Seven breakthrough principles for your healing. You might want to get something and write these down uh, or make a note of them because I believe they'll be a blessing. Here they are. Number one, your healing has been paid for in full. Listen to that. Your healing has been paid for in full. In other words, when Jesus went to the cross to cut a new covenant in His shed blood for the remission of sin, He not only forgave you, but He also took 39 stripes on His back so that you might be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Jesus paid the price. His power was made manifest for your salvation and for your healing. Okay? 
In fact, the, the Greek word uh, sozo means salvation healing, okay? Your healing has been paid for in full by Jesus Christ when he went to the cross to, to take on your sin and shame and also to pay the price for your healing. Number two, know that it is God's will for you to be healed, okay? The leper in the Bible came to Jesus one day and said, you can heal me if you're willing, and Jesus answered the question for all time. He said, I am willing. And he touched and healed that leper. And that lets me know and lets you know that God is willing and wants to heal you. He gets no glory out of you being sick. The devil is the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And thank God for 3 John 2. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Now that's healing, even as your soul prospers. So know that it's God's will for you to be healed. Okay? Number three, check to see if there is any unconfessed sin in your life and deal with it. Now, David, King David had a way of saying, God, Check my heart out. Look at me on the inside, God. Check me out. See if there's anything in me that's not of you. David had a regular way of, of, of cleansing himself of any, anything, any bad thought, any sin he had committed, anything he had done wrong. He just wanted that out of him. And that's the attitude that I want to have and that you need to have. Check to see if there's any unconfessed sin. And you know what? If there is, I promise you the Holy Spirit will bring it to your mind. And you can say, God, I, I see that. I, I repent of it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that again. So check and see if there's any unconfessed sin in your life and then deal with it. Okay? Now, number four, forgive if you have ought against anyone. You know, my wife says unforgiveness is just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Unforgiveness won't do anything to that person, but it'll kill you. <laughs> so forgive if you have ought against anyone. One day, Peter, the chief disciple, came to Jesus and said, how many times must I forgive? Seven times? <laughs> it was as if he had forgiven some guy seven times, and, and now it was the eighth time, and he wanted to hit him. <laughs> and Jesus said, no, Peter, not seven times, but you must forgive 70 times seven, which is indicative of living a life of forgiveness. Jesus said, if you have ought against someone, forgive them. And he said, if you don't forgive them, then neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. The forgiveness is not so much for the person as it is for you. So number four, forgive if you have ought against anyone. And then the seventh, excuse me, the fifth principle is stop talking about the problem and start talking to the problem. You know, so many people talk about their sickness. Let me tell you about my sickness. Well, you think you're sick. Let me tell you about my problem. And they take possession of it. They, 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 they coddle it. They, they, they fawn over it. They, they pet it. Stop talking about the problem and start talking to the problem. Start saying problem, sickness, disease, fear, whatever it is, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I command you, come out of me. Stop talking about the problem and start talking to it. And number six, 
find someone who will go into an agreement with you. Now the Bible says in Matthew, I believe it's chapter 18, verses 18 and 19, if two shall agree on earth as concerning anything that they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. Find someone who will go into an agreement with you. Now that could be a family member, it could be your husband, it could be your wife, it, it could be a son, a daughter, or, or someone in the family, or maybe someone outside the family. You say, well, Richard, there's no one in my family that really will believe with me. Well, then find somebody else. God will bring someone across your path who will go into a holy agreement with you. Lindsay and I have been praying for one of our dear friends who's in Dallas. And she'd been diagnosed with cancer. And she was just telling me last night how grateful she is to have someone who, who's living 250 miles away, you know, who will go into an agreement with her for healing. Find someone who will go into an agreement with you. Now, it may be a family member, could be somebody else, all right? But find someone who will go into an agreement with you and then stand on that agreement. And then finally, number seven, and if you missed one, two, three, four, five, and six, don't miss number seven. Release your faith and expect a miracle. I was preaching just the other night down in uh, Crawley, Texas uh, at the Heritage of Faith. That's a church that was started years ago by my longtime friend, Jerry Savelle. And we had a tremendous time. He preached on prosperity in the morning. I preached on healing. We had a healing service. We had more than a hundred people come forward and give their testimony of how God healed them that night during the service. And I taught them about releasing their faith. And I said, how do you release your faith? And then I answered the question, you let it go. <laughs> and then I said, well, how do you let your faith go? <laughs> and I answered the question, you release it. Faith which you see is in your heart because God has given to every person the measure of faith. Faith in the name of Jesus, I release you and I expect a miracle. Now I'm going to pray for you in a minute and that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to release your faith and expect a miracle. Now, you know, most of these podcasts that I do, I have a special guest, but today is a little different. I felt this message in my heart. So I'll have a guest again uh, in, the, in the future, but I just felt like that you needed a special time of prayer. So as I pray, I want you to release your faith and expect a miracle. Father, it's not by might, and it's certainly not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord that I pray this prayer. Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you. You take your filthy, rotten, dirty, stinking hands off of God's property. My friend, you don't belong to the devil. You belong to God. You were paid for by the shed blood of Jesus on Calvary. And I take authority now over every sickness and every disease, and I command it to come out of you. I speak healing, and I speak life to you. And I believe God for the miraculous in your life. I'm talking about in your mind, in your body, in your family, in your finances, in your emotions, in your relationships, on your job, in your ministry, in your business, in every area of your life from the crown of your head, even unto the soles of your feet. I speak this in the name of Jesus. And my friend, I'm not coming out of this prayer of agreement. I'm standing with you in faith until the miracle manifests in your life. I am expecting a miracle for you in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I'm so glad you could join me on this podcast today. It's such a joy and honor to have this privilege and honor of ministering directly to you. 
And I have something very special because I love to teach on healing. And I have a book here called, He's a Healing Jesus. And many of these principles I've shared today, plus much more to help you to get into a position to release your faith are available in this book, He's a Healing Jesus. And to order this book, simply go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore. That's oralroberts.com slash bookstore. I believe with all my heart, this book will be a blessing. Not only do I share principles like these, but much, much more, much more in depth, which I believe will be a blessing in your life. He's a healing Jesus. Go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore and order your copy today. I'll see you next time right here from Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. I hope you've enjoyed this message, Do Miracles Still Happen? Don't forget you can get Richard's book, He's a Healing Jesus at oralroberts.com slash bookstore. And if you need prayer for healing for yourself or for a loved one, you can send your prayer request to Richard at oralroberts.com or call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777.